Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm getting a bit nervous about the Prince Charles show. Why? Well, it's just like we've got. We should come up with some stuff. I've got plenty of ideas of things we can do. So have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just about getting it all down now mm-hmm. because it's a wrestle along. Yeah, well, it's a wrestle along screening. See, I thought you were going to be more nervous about the live podcast that we do afterwards, which we also have not discussed what yeah. we're going to do yet. Oh, I think I know what we can do for that. Oh well, that's all. Right, uh, we review the film. Well, yeah, it makes I mean, the most sense. Oh, that's what I was thinking of doing yeah. as well. I was going to get some uh, some notes from the uh, the film as well, the notes of its release, and obviously all the controversy that surrounds uh. it of Vince McMahon trying to block it, and uh, and the the finish of the the film ends with uh, Royal Rumble nineteen ninety nine mm. and the Mick Foley Rock match. That is a controversial match Isn't as well. Just? Uh, and you know the the sort of concussion issues that stem from that. And we can also do a Q and A with uh, Q and A. It's really good that we can have these business meetings on the podcast. Creative meetings. <laughs> these aren't business, business, business. These certainly are. And also, I think we should do a Where Are They Now? Mm, yeah, that's a good shout. Because I just want to, I just want to do the gag where, hey, this is Noel Foley now. Mm, yeah. Feel awkward about that, guys. <laughs> she was a kid in that movie. And now she looks like this. But to build off from uh, the that Prince Charles cinema show, which does take place next Tuesday, yesterday, we had a competition mm. to who is going to... Try that again. We held a competition for you to win uh, two tickets to that show. And thank you to everyone who entered, who did answer the question. The correct answer was, of course, Terry Funk. Thank you to everyone who what was answered. the question again? Well, I've, I've deleted it. It's not written down anywhere. But it, it was like it was like was. who was one of the featured interviews, and it was uh, Terry Funk, Terry Hatcher, Terry Crews, and Terry Wogan. Yes, yes. Uh, sadly, someone did guess Terry Wogan, and that was incorrect. But everyone else got the right answer. Um, so I can now announce that the winner is Connor Curran. Way. Who is one of our pledge hammers. Oh, the fix is in. Well, you see, I thought this because <laughs> I, I did pick a random a randomizer to pick a name out of a hat, uh, an online one. 
And when it came up, I did think, oh, it's going to look really suspect that one of our pledge hammers wins. But to alleviate some of that potential blowback, people going like, oh, you only picked him because he was a pledge hammer. I genuinely, I guarantee you, it was picked at random. To alleviate some of that blowback, I'm going to throw some shade at Connor. Why the heck haven't you bought a ticket already anyway? Hey, yeah, that's a good point, You're Connor. one of our pledge hammers. Why weren't you just going to come down regardless? Ah. <sighs> I but but uh, as a serious note, if you do want a better chance at winning things with our competitions, also <laughs> make sure you donate on Patreon. So obviously, very uh, you know commiserations to anyone who entered but did not get tickets. Just come into the show anyway. It's going to be a right luck. Get your tickets today. Mm. Um, also, following up from yesterday's show, our friend Zero. Where should they get their tickets? Uh, they know from the Prince Charles Cinema website. It's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Mm. Uh, just search for Beyond the Mat, and you'll be able to get. Get your tickets there. Uh, if you become a member, you get discounts. And I would highly recommend becoming a member because it's the world's greatest cinema. We're both genuinely members. We are. We're lifetime and members. Lifetime members. Oh, um, and that was before. I've been going to that since I was about 20. Oh, that's brag. A, that's a decade. <laughs> it's a decade of my life at that cinema. Uh, isn't it nice that we get to plug things that we genuinely like? I know. Right? 52 <laughs> Uh, a follow-up as well from Zero Frank Amendola. Uh, he's the one who sent us that joke yesterday mm. about the uh, the Manhattan car yeah. parking spot. Uh, so many thanks for using my joke. As I said, I didn't make it up. It's an old joke. The cost of a car park in Manhattan is more than an airport. It literally can cost several thousand dollars over the course of a month, over a month, and that's if you find parking lots Good as Lord. many are filled. I am certain most Americans will get the points better than you guys. Definitely New Yorkers. I will look to redeem myself in the future. In the meantime, I'm reasonably sure Americans will comment on it. I can't really check them as I'm fairly, I'm finally back to work after surgeries and the car accident and I'm finally healed from. Thanks for the attention. That's from Frank. Thank you very much, Frank, for sending in a joke. Uh, speedy recovery. A speedy recovery yeah. indeed. Would you Is like... speedy recovery the best thing to say to someone who's been in a car accident? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's... Have, a, have a quick recovery. That's the same thing. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a recovery in a in a fireball of explode. Damn it! That's also that's even worse. Have a have a recovery behind the wheel of a car. No, nope, that oh. doesn't work either. Uh, quick, Rusev Hay here from Joel. Ooh, quite the surname. Derazinski. Try that one. Derazinski. Yeah, Derazinski. We'll go with Derazinski. So this is a very very good. Um, uh, Rusev Hay. I'll be the judge of that. Dear Luke and Ollie and Laurie and now even Andy, I have been a huge fan of Wrestle Talk for a long time. It's become a part of my morning routine to watch you guys and listen to the podcast while in between classes at university. I greatly appreciate all the work you do and also thank you for getting me into podcasts as the Wrestle Ramble was the first podcast I started listening to. Now I listen to all sorts of different podcasts. Please let me know what those podcasts are because if there's one thing in this world that I need, <laughs> it's more podcasts for me to listen to. I enjoy Talking Simpsons so much as a podcast I started to research whether there was a friends version of Talking Simpsons turns out there isn't there also isn't one for South Park or Stranger Things come on guys sort it out like that's what I really want maybe I'll just do it myself if this was last year before you realised we don't have time to do any of this. You know, I'm just going to make a friends one. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I've, I've planned. Oh god, I've had so many like podcasts that I wanted to start, and I just do not have time. Um, I wish I could be a pledge hammer, but I'm a poor university student, and my dad still doesn't approve of me watching wrestling. You might what? think that would matter. You're an uh, adult. 
you might think, why would that matter? But my dad is CFO at a bank that I use, so he will see all of my credit card transactions. Either way, I just want to say thank you so much I'm to the WrestleTalk sure family for the smiles, laughs, and wrestling reviews and news that you provide. Now, here is the Russo. Okay. Thing. I used to work at a as a ball boy at my local sports team, the Milwaukee Bucks. They suck. <laughs> as the one night in Milwaukee storyline, uh, this story gets interesting. Mm. As part of my job, I would have to go and set up and distribute coolers of water bottles and Gatorade for the several different groups in the basketball game, like the dancers, halftime entertainment, etc. Sidebar. I always thought that just serving Gatorade, like I'm sure Gatorade are a sponsor for like local sports teams or local sports team games, and that's why it has to be served. I just don't think it's very good for you because I'm sure it's like 98% sugar. But so is Lucasade. It's kind of like but a I wouldn't do that performance. either. Yeah, but you're not playing high, <clears throat> high stakes sports, are you? Delicious, I'm sure, but like I just don't think it's good for you. You just want that glucose shot to your muscles. Oh, yeah, it just sounds dreadful. Water, how do you find? Um, and he does deserve water bottles, I suppose. Uh, there was one in the locker room that I never, that was never used. It was there just in case we had a special guest. Most of the time, I could skip that room because there was never a special guest. However, one day, I, n- I noticed a random jersey from my local sports team on the door handle passing the special guest locker room. Confused, I took the jersey off the handle and opened the door to a great surprise. It was at this time that I thought maybe I should have knocked because now I see a woman bent over looking around the locker room. Room. The woman turns around and notices me holding the jersey and a cooler of Gatorade and water. Then I realise it's Charlotte Flair in a bra looking for the jersey I'm currently holding. Whoa! I immediately drop the jersey on the cooler, leave it there and apologise greatly as I exit. Everything happened so fast I thought to myself, was that really Charlotte Flair? I knew the fast lane was happening this Sunday in the arena, but this was Thursday. I went to my <laughs> boss asking if we had a special guest tonight and he said, oh yeah it's some wwe person i thought holy cow i just saw charlotte flair in her underwear no less i continued on with my job that day thinking to myself if she sees me it might be awkward an hour later i saw her at the end of the tunnel and i had to walk down festering up all the courage i had i went up to her and deeply apologized she was extremely kind and even said thank you because she had misplaced the local sports team jersey and couldn't find it i told her i was a huge fan and i asked for a picture and there is said picture look at that of uh, joel with charlotte flair that is awesome. Yes. That is uh that's a teenage dream, isn't it? <laughs> to is. walk into a, a room and there is a scantily clad WWE star. Yeah, well, female star. It depends on your persuasion, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. So th- I mean th- does that if she was searching for the jersey. Mm-hmm. Why was it on the door handle? Does see, that... I so I thought it would be on the door handle to say, "Don't come in here." You know, like you put a sock over the uh, the door handle to yeah. so, to give an indication to your housemates. I'm up to some rumpy pumpy in my bedroom. Don't come a knocking. We didn't have that system. No, you just walked it on each other. We just all did it together. <laughs> in that house with the 25 women you live with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Messy. Uh, the, <laughs> so wait, what is a jersey? A that... jersey isn't like a big. thing thing is it it's no, like it's, a it's, dx it's their, it's their top yeah the right. dx one yeah. right because over here like a jersey is kind of like a big jumper. comfy jumpy jumper yeah yeah so i was gonna say 
it's weird that she's just wearing a bra underneath a big comfy comfy jumper. I'm sure that that happens. I'm sure it does, but you, you want the option. If it gets too hot to remove the jumper, that's very true. Yeah, I, that's my worst and fear. A, that and is a support Russell Talk T-shirt oh. underneath it. Um, so thank you very much for that email. I'm sure. Pff, I don't know why we're doing that scenario. I mean, obviously, apolog- apart from apologise profusely, but I don't think I would then have the courage to to walk up to someone afterwards and apologise again. I'd hide. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I would hide, and then I would just sit in my shame, and I would wait until the end of the day, and then I would email a podcast to read out uh, my story, Mm. and so we could all share my shame together. I might close the door, put a chair up against it, and run. Yeah. Yeah, Because then she's trapped in there, I don't have to deal with it, and then I'll move to a different state. Yep, quit my job, cancel my network subscription, and then sign up again under a different name, in case she managed to find out who that person was and their network subscription. Yeah, no, I, I would do all of those things yeah, as well. It's a rational response. Absolutely. So that is all we've got time for. Well, for the can inter- I tease something for the outro? Go on then. A funny Andy Datsun story. <laughs> <laughs> so we are... <laughs> Uh, so here is the podcast. We're kicking things off asking, are WWE going to turn Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan heel? Here's the show. After Crown Jewel and Shane McMahon, rightly, I think in all of our opinions, became crowned as the definitive best in the world. Mm-hmm. Best at what? Who knows? Wrestling, obviously. Do you think? Well, I'm pretty sure that's what it was there. It was to determine the best in the world. Oh, I got I got nepotism. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was best in the world at nepotism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's also an option. But um, clearly, it was the best in the world at wrestling. Yeah, so he won that. And then he did such an extended, over-exuberant celebration afterwards. We all thought, well, this is kind of a heel celebration it was a celebration that went longer than Brock Lesnar's match with Braun Strowman so it went five seconds shorter but it's not, it's close it's, it's close, close. Uh, and that's a mistake in my news yesterday then <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to Smackdown which was last night obviously in Manchester pre-taped episode so I don't know if they tinker because they can tinker with stuff a bit more on a pre-taped episode if something goes wrong they can refilm it sometimes they cut bits out uh, I remember a Becky, no, it was a Bailey chant in Edinburgh or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the crowd went on for about six minutes just uh, going, hey, hey, a Bailey. And they cut out half of that. Here, they might have done the same to the CM Punk chants. Yes, they might have. <coughs> there were CM Punk chants because Paige opened up the show and she yeah. brought out Shane McMahon. Literally, like it was. And now the best in the world, Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon comes out. And there were sort of like some smattering of booze in there. And then there were smattering. Well, there were some booze there. And Shane then, was heavily booed. And then there were the CM Punk chants. But I would probably argue because that was what the report was. There were like was well, a speculation that Shane could turn heel off the back of this World Cup win. Hence the celebration. Hence him being entered into a tournament he was never a part of and all this sort of stuff. And he would eventually, gradually, become more so arrogant that he believes the hype that he is the best in the world and that will lead to a Shane McMahon heel turn because heel authority figures, particularly McMahon's, are what WWE thinks are a ratings draw. Not a bad motivation. Not a bad motivation. Yeah. We, we actually speculated that on the Crown Jewel review ourselves. We thought this would actually be a very fun heel character him always walking around with the trophy pointing at telling people do you know I'm the best in the world Yeah, yeah. I, I won a tournament that it's sort of infuriating thing. in the moment but yes. then you know if it if it transpires to become that you're like 
well, it's still bad booking, but at least we've got a fun Shane heel now. But that doesn't appear to be the plan at no, all. Because no, Shane, the first thing that Shane said was like, it very humbly said, I know I'm not the best in the world. The boys in the back are the best in the world. I just wanted SmackDown to win. And the only way for SmackDown to win was if I inserted myself into the match because they were just going to declare Dolph Ziggler the winner and Raw would win and I didn't want that at all. So SmackDown had to win, therefore I had to be. But I'm not the best in the world. I really am not. Like he was very upfront and honest about yeah. it. Which leads me to believe that this there was never a plan to turn him heel off the back of this. That was just... It was done for a pop, I guess, in in Saudi Arabia. They did love it in Saudi. They did, as I said, like it got over with the crowd. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the way I would have gone no. with this storyline. It's not the way I think they should have gone, but they've gone there anyway. Yes, I think that's the story of WWE <laughs> sometimes, isn't it? Certainly in 2018. <coughs> so yeah, this is a uh, and and Shane McMahon comes out on page. Like Shane is again. I thought he was unequivocally booed every As, time uh, Shane, especially when he was posing with the trophy, like when they brought the photographer yeah. in. Because I, I, I was up where I was like, this is definitely a heel thing. I, yeah, exactly. Paige was like, well, let me get you the trophy, and I was like, well, that's weird because Paige is always the face here, and she's helping this heel douchebag celebrate. But she saw what he did for the best of the brand. Like she, like she sees the good that Shane did and why he did it. WWE have massively overestimated <laughs> how much we like Shane McMahon. Or we were ready to turn on him. Or how much we care about brand loyalty. Yes. Yeah, particularly when it comes thing. to Survivor Series. Uh, remember last year and SmackDown was invading Raw and... Someone said to me, they sent me a message on Twitter this morning saying, oh, do you think they'll do Under Siege? I was like, mate, Survivor Series is next week. Like, there's no time for this. They haven't even announced a full Raw team yet. <sighs> Hashtag Under Siege. <laughs> Hashtag 2017 flashback. <laughs> flashback Wednesdays there so yeah that page presents shane with the ridiculously sized hideously designed trophy and shane poses with it they even get like page is saying let's get a photographer into the ring so we can get a shot of this the crowd are booing this is when they start to chant cm punk uh someone tweeted a video it seemed a lot louder Mm -hmm. well yeah i I can i can fully believe that. so maybe they they brought it down or sometimes the mics just don't pick up the sound very well, so it could have been louder in the moment. Yeah, someone sent me a message on Twitter yesterday to say that there were ooh Bailey chants at, during the Raw show ah. yesterday, but he theorised that they just completely edited them out. But that would, to me, would I, I I highly doubt that because that would seem like the sort of thing that W. I mean, it's a babyface getting a babyface reaction. Those things they tend not to edit out. <laughs> they tend to edit out babyfaces getting heel reactions, though. Um, do you what do you make of this whole CM Punk thing? A lot of a lot of places are saying, "Well, this I, I we haven't even touched this as a story because I think it's ridiculous." It is ridiculous, and that's that's pretty ridiculous for us to not touch a story. We've got we've worked with much less. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Well, you know, best at this tournament had a tagline that was best in the world." CM Punk used to refer to himself as best in the world. But so did Jericho. There, well, he he was the best in the world at what he did. He still like used to say that he was the best in the world. At what he did. It's still... It's, the words and, are still uh, there. Th- this, uh, I, I know right, what you mean. Richard. <laughs> but the... This is... That they think it's going to turn into like some CM Punk return 
to feud with Shane McMahon. Oh, oh, I've seen people make videos where they're they're half serious about this. Talk about things I don't want to see. Like if I want if that's CM the Punk, way you bring him back. Like, bring like, back Punk, if yeah. CM Punk is coming back to WWE, a feud with Shane McMahon is not what I want from that. No, no absolutely not. It's not what I would have done. <laughs> it's not what I think they would have done. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so let's just put all the just mention the Punk stuff to move it aside. Yeah, uh, but. This was, yeah, so to answer the question, is Shane turning heel, it very much looks like a no. Yeah. So. Or is it, or is it a gradual thing? Because. Like, well, there were no seeds sown here. Though. Well, no, it, I, I would say that like the next scene after this, the next segment after this, because he names Miz and Daniel Bryan as the co-captains yes. for Team SmackDown at Survivor Series because he really wants the blue brand to win. Because uh, Shane McMahon's about the only person who really cares about this SmackDown Raw feud or rivalry or whatever the hell it, it is or isn't. He cared so much about the last time Raw and SmackDown went head-to-head in direct competition, Friday, that he was going to fire one of his top guys. Raw never put anything like that on the line. He really cares about this, and he is about the only person who does. He's a psychopath. But so he's backstage with Miz and Brian, and they say, he's like, hey, you know, we need the best on our team. We need you on our team. Yeah, so Miz says that, yeah. yeah, So maybe it's these sorts of seeds. So, like, Shane is going to start off this journey being like, look, guys, look, I know I'm not the best in the world. But enough people like Miz and Paige and a few other people start to say, like, no, 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 you are. Maybe we're going to see this gradual, like, not slow realisation, but this sort of gradual of this moment of him going like, maybe I am. Maybe I am the best in the world. That's why I won the tournament. It's possible. But I I think the way WWE... WWE would approach this is they would they they don't have the patience for that they would have followed up from Crown Jewel I think if this is one of their big stories if it was a lower story yeah sure they'll forget and then in three weeks time they'll bring it back Mm -hmm. but this is like this is a McMahon you tell those stories well well he's he's one of their top stars (coughs) exactly so yeah this is Shane makes both Brian and Miz co-captains originally it was just Brian but Miz comes out Still selling the ankle injury, which well, I appreciate. Well done, Miz. He's the only guy who's ever sold anything. <laughs> no, after and the actual... Owens. Oh, yeah, Owens does it. Yeah. Uh, and then Shane like has one word in Paige's ear, and he goes, we've just decided we're going to make you both captains. That fell so flat. Oh, so the flat. The crowd. crowd didn't react to that whatsoever. Like, and considering the crowd were reacting to everything else up until that moment. But that announcement just fell completely flat. I did really like Miz in this segment, though. He came out and said, like, hey... I mean, I won two-thirds of the matches that in that tournament. Good. So really, I'm two-thirds <laughs> the best in the world. Maybe we need to arrange who's going to have the trophy. I've got loads of master bedrooms I can put it in uh, and things like that. And he said, like, he called themselves co-besties. Yeah. Which made me laugh. So, that, and so it doesn't look like they're turning Shane heel. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is where it comes into the other half of the title of this video. And this co-Brian and Miz team is the other side of things are they doing the wrong thing again and turning (laughs) Brian heel instead of Shane that's what you want to see right it's Daniel Brian turn heel beloved organic baby face who is so credible and I believe everything he says yeah that's the heel yeah totally we can then build to Shane versus Brian at Wrestlemania 
with heel Brian and babyface Shane. It'll be just like babyface Charlotte versus heel Becky. It'll work the exact same dynamic. So they they have the the skit backstage where Shane McMahon, boo, every time he's on screen, the crowd boo him. It's brilliant. Uh, And he says, "I, I can't be. I can't be in the team. He does play it up humbly. But then... Uh, Miz, Miz and Brian do agree and then there's quite a cute bit and they do this a few times in the show I thought this was really nice yeah, stuff yeah. where they both realise that, that they acknowledge this was a good idea and then it, that's, that's that, weird that's weird and they walk off <laughs> there's a moment later when they're smiling at each other they yeah. both go like yeah that's a really good idea and they just stare and smile at each other for ages and then she's <laughs> like no this is weird we should stop doing this it was perfectly acted <laughs> so good um, it's just you know just to always come in with a bit of and it was like criticism. a really nice moment of like Miz was <coughs> taking a selfie backstage yeah and Brian like a friend would like photobombed and be like hey girl we're like yeah. buds and then afterwards like oh no you're a dick and we don't like each other and then we just sort of go off in their separate directions I thought they the pair of them played this really really well throughout the show and that then escalated into the final segment of the show when they're both on commentary mm. because uh, Brian wants to pick Mysterio for the team, but Miz says, "Ah, well, who's who's Mysterio ever beaten?" And Brian says, "Well, you for one." And uh, Miz is like, "Ah, that was just a fluke, just like a fluke when you beat me at Super Showdown." Well, I'll tell you what: if Ray can beat Almas tonight, he can be on the team. But how about we both pick a guy, and then they'll have the main event, and the winner of that will be the final member of the team. So that builds this main event. And it was Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy. Brian picked Jeff Hardy, terrible choice, and. <laughs> Uh, Miz picked Joe a much better choice and that played off the angle from last week with Joe choking out Brian after the match and Miz so smugly just like regressing right back to this complete dick roll was like I mean you're going to be okay with him aren't you like I mean I know he choked you out last week and really embarrassed you and upstaged you but we've got to work together on the Mm. same team like you know it's for the good of Smackdown and I thought it was really nice and that played up into commentary and then the final angle yeah, Miz and Brian were so good yeah, on commentary. so good. Uh, because the Hardy-Joe match wasn't really anything. No, it was all about honest. the post-angle. Yeah, but the, the, those two made this very watchable as they were bickering back and forth. Brian's excellent on commentary, as is Miz. Yeah. Put them together and they're warring across. I mean, you don't really need the other three guys <laughs> on there, the usual announce team. There was an amazing moment during their bickering where Daniel Bryan was talking about, like, you know, how Miz is rubbish. And then Miz has this incredible comeback where he's like, I've already led a team at Survivor Series to victory and I was the sole survivor. And in my head, I was like, did you? Where? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was like, sure. Like, it probably has happened, (laughs) but I can't tell you what year that would have been or who else was on the team or who he was facing against. I I appreciated that Brian really got over, because I was like you with Jeff Hardy. Ugh. Jeff again, he, who just lost in the World Cup and he's lost loads since. Um, but Brian Gettover was like, he did a really impassioned speech on commentary saying, we need a risk taker. Jeff's the guy who's going to take the risks. And I was like, you're selling me on Jeff Hardy here, Brian. Particularly when he's saying this, when <coughs> Jeff is as slowly as possible stumbling around the barricade mm. to do a half-hearted dive. I really don't think Jeff's heart's in this at the moment. I think, like, yeah, even, he's, even he's been his, on autopilot. Even his delete chance... Mm. Like he's lit- he's not even doing it properly. But anyway, at the end, Joe gets the knees up for the Swanton bomb, and he transitions it awesomely into a Kukina clutch. Remember Jeff when, taps. Remember when Jeff said he was going to take time off because his back was really hurting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I'll do a Swanton, and Joe can get his knees up right yeah. into my lower back, where all the pain is. So Joe then goes to the outside, 
and he gets right into Brian's face. But brilliantly, does the, it's not, he doesn't get his face up into Brian's face. It's just, just sta- Joe's stomach. And Joe's just standing there, arms in the air, cheering, <laughs> like a Smackdown 2 on the PlayStation yeah. celebration. It, it was perfect. He's just going, like, I'm brilliant. Yeah, and Brian's seated at the desk. So this face is, like, his nose is touching the belly button. And... Brian's like, well, I've had enough of this. And with the context of last week when Joe attacked him, it's I, I fully bought into... This wasn't... It was irrational, but I bought into it. So they brawl for a bit. But then Miz like, gets him into the yes lock in the ring. But Miz, kind of like, not as a heel, I felt. And there, there have also been rumours that Miz might turn face. Mm-hmm. And Miz comes in, he's like, whoa, 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 Brian, Brian, hold off. And Brian, like, starts wailing on Miz after that. And... I, I felt sorry for The Miz. Yeah. That and, takes some doing. And you're meant to... I think the idea that WWE were going for here is you're meant to be like, oh, I, I'm... Because I'm watching SmackDown. I want Team SmackDown to win. Oh, no, there's there's cracks in this team. Mm-hmm. And it's Brian's fault. Brian's the one that's starting all of these cracks. Because Shane McMahon then comes down and he tries, he pulls Brian off. And Brian just sort of hip-tosses him and he storms to the back. He doesn't really see him. Like, I think Shane grabs him on the shoulder and just lashes out and it yeah. sends Shane down. But yeah, then Brian walks up the ramp very angrily. Absolutely. And it's kind of like... So I, I thought this was a terrific episode mm. of SmackDown. I, I, re- I gave it a SmackDown rating. Whoa, five out of five. But with a caveat... It was a low SmackDown because I do not want to. <laughs> I do not want to reward panic booking because sure. this show felt like panic booking. This show was like they went into the office and they're like, ah, "What should we do on SmackDown? Oh, it's Survivor Series next week. Ah, oh, uh, oh, oh, great. Well, we need to do everything on this show." Then it reminded me of that Raw episode during the invasion when on they Monday. <laughs> on Monday, when that Raw episode during the invasion when they brought ECW into it, and in that show. EC like ECW debuted in during the invasion. Paul Heyman got off commentary and announced that he was leading ECW. A load of the WWF guys turned heel and joined this ECW faction. And then Team WWF and Team WCW had to align themselves so they could face off against Team WECW and it led to this big battle. And then Team WCW turned on Team WWF and they formed the alliance and they announced that Stephanie McMahon had bought ECW and she came down to the ring and they all celebrated and things like that. And that all happened in the last 30 minutes of the show. And the, I mean, Brian Alvarez summed it up perfectly. It was like, it was months worth of storylines done in one show and this episode of Smackdown felt like four weeks worth of storylines done in one two hour slot so yes it was a very fun and chaotic show but holy heckins did it feel like it was just so rushed and so crammed into it so why should I care about Brian turning on this team Smackdown when the team really had only been formed 40 seconds prior Totally, it's uh, Natalia Sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. It's like a Chekhov's gun, yeah. Natalia Sunglasses. Care about this now. It is a shame because the Brian Miz buddying up thing had so much potential. And again, to, to throw a bit of water on that, that shouldn't be now. Like, that should be in a year's time after this epic blood feud. And then they go away from each other for six months. And now they have to come together. And they're like, oh, maybe we can get past our differences. But then, yeah, you're right. Like, then you, even then, you have two, three weeks of them starting to work together. The tension starts to thaw between them. You slowly build this, like, smiling. Like, that smiling moment you do is, say, week two. And you're like... That was weird. Yeah, and then week three, you do the photo bombing bit, where they're like, and that's how they like they ent- like they enter into this episode, being like, oh, 
I think we're friends now. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, Miz gets him a, a, a captain jacket. Yeah. I've got a matching one. Yeah, oh, exactly, cool. Yeah. You build this up over weeks and weeks and weeks, but here it was just like, you're captains, now you're friends, now you're feuding. It was yeah. really, really, like, it was so rushed. So, uh, yeah, I, it, and that's, that's why that Brian sort of rage, although you've got the Joe feud, felt a bit out of nowhere, felt, felt rushed. Um, and it does make me worried that they might turn Brian Heal off the back of all oh, man, this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, there's not a nut that this was in no way a heel turn. No. It was just, Absolutely not. you know, it was just um, a guy lashing out at Joe. But, yeah. Mm. yeah. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, <laughs> it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, 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 this will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So SmackDown kicked off with the Paige and Shane McMahon misjudged World Cup trophy presentation. Miz and Brian are announcers co co-captains and then we got a bit of a treat we certainly did the Usos versus this what you know you said this was a Smackdown show yeah I disagree but the wrestling for a change mm-hmm. although it wasn't like pay-per-view caliber all the wrestling was was like really solid and really I enjoyed good. a lot yeah yeah and this match in particular was really really good I mean yeah. it's the New Day versus Usos like it would be it would be almost impossible for them to have a bad match together and even if they had like constrained time they would work it so well I, I think I, I think they gel together perfectly. Well, I, yeah, I can't. It's weird because like chemistry is such an intangible thing. I can't point to any bit and go, "That's why these two like two teams work together so well." When the New Day entered the feud with the Bar, I was like, "Cool, we're gonna get some Usos New Day level matches." And although those like some of those were pretty good, there's just. That this is on another level, and yeah. I don't know what the difference is. Exactly. But this feud is on the Neville level. Yeah, these like Usos and the New Day. I don't know whether it's timing or because they work together so much, or if their move sets sync up really well. Oh, I loved it, and it was such a fun match. But importantly, crucially, this was for the captaincy of the Smack of, of the mm. SmackDown of the Survivor Series Tag Team Ten on Ten match. Yeah, so I, that's I, I think. Because they just announced it, and I was like, oh, cool, so we're getting that match at Survivor Series. Again, it's that panic booking thing of just like, oh, uh, we need some of the tag teams to do. Uh, they can do this. Also, in the uh, opening segment, they announced that it's going to be AOP versus The Bar at Survivor Series, which yeah. we all sort of figured after yesterday's Raw, or Monday's Raw, I should say. It's, it's weird because all of these Survivor Series matches are technically things you could have built <laughs> earlier. Yes. Because they're, they're <laughs> no. cross-brand matches. Yep. They don't interfere with the the like the crown jewel pay per view. Absolutely not. So uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so so the users new day had this match for the captaincy role. So now that means next week we're going to have to find out who all of the Raw tag teams are to going into this match and the rest of the SmackDown tag teams because we like they only announced that New Day are going to be on the team. We don't know who else is going to be on the team. But we're missing two people from Raw's the Raw men's and. All of them from the, if, the Raw Women's. And it may even be three. Because Corey Graves said on commentary, Braun Strowman hasn't officially um, had added himself to mm. the Survivor Series match. He didn't agree to be a part of it. So we yeah. don't know if he's going to be part of that team. So it may be three names they need to announce next week. Get Bobby Roode on the blower. <laughs> well, no, he's Finn Balor, the, what are you doing? It's got, Bobby's got to be in the tag team one. Like him and Chad uh, Gable. Yeah. Yeah. Probably with no, the Ascension. that's what Lucha House Party are for. Yeah, um, yeah I suppose Lucha House Party and Revival yeah. are going to have to be there. Don't Gall- Gallows and Anderson might get a pay-per-view spot. I genuinely forgot they existed. <laughs> uh, so th- there's some great spots in this match. Uh, the- there was a Usos tried to do a double suplex off the apron on Kofi to the outside. But Biggie runs through and just does that 
thing I usually hate, and it does look like he's going to break his neck one day, but Big E spears an Uso through the ropes. They clatter on the announcers. Oh, because so like, they Wicked. built up these spots of the Usos taking out Big E, and then you got to see that super serious Big E that we haven't really seen since that Usos feud mm. when he had those like get serious son moments. And he did. He got all fired up, and he charges across the ring, running as fast as he possibly can to do this spear. It was absolutely awesome. Kofi Kingston did like the big trust fall from the top of the turnbuckle to the floor on the outside. It was amazing stuff. Mm. Really, really cool. And the the finish was really good as well. Uh, it's it's remarkable how many matches these guys have had, and they're still coming up with different spots like yeah. this. Because uh, there's like three three here that we that really stand out in my mind. Those two and the finish, which was uh, Jimmy's on the second rope. Kofi goes to do a hurricanrana, but Jimmy just kind of holds him there and does this beautiful powerbomb of yeah. the second rope, runs round, splash for the win. That's so good. And yeah. then after the match, they were like, we love you, Oos. You know, be on our team. So it's going to be New Day and the Usos are going to be part of the SmackDown uh, versus Raw tag team. I didn't really want to call it. Like, it's an elimination match, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the bar are shown nodding backstage. Like, hmm, yes. Yep. Future challenges. Match. Because mm. mm. you can only have one storyline going at once. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be hard for them to also have a storyline going into Survivor Series. Then we got the Miz and Brian stuff, which set up the Ray match. I did like Miz on the phone, um, plugging Marine Six and being like, oh, cool, yeah, you know, you're looking for other actors. Wait, Becky? You want Becky? Really, really nice. Putting yeah, over that good. idea that Becky is the best. Segwaying into... Becky being the best. So Becky's backstage wearing a Ronda Rousey t-shirt that she then just rips apart to reveal her own t-shirt that says The Man. And then she just looks... Oh, she's Is that the, the debut of that t-shirt? No, she wore it last week oh, as okay. well. She's, she's worn it since Evolution because that's when she was walking back up the ramp shouting, I am the man. And Figurative. Figuratively. Figuratively. Yeah. She is just the best. She carries herself like such a star. Already she's like head and shoulders above a lot of the women in WWE. And now it's even better because you haven't got Tom Phillips and Byron Sack to go like, oh, she's a rotten. Oh, she's a proper rotter her. She turned her back on her best friend. They're just saying Becky is a badass. Mm, yeah. And it works so much better this way because they've not changed anything about Becky's character. If anything, they're accentuating this character. And it's so much more enjoyable to watch now. You haven't got the babyface commentators trying to pretend she's a heel. Yeah, yeah, t totally. Uh, she's just been presented like a babyface. Well, she's not presented like a babyface. Mm. She's just presented like this is the character. Yeah. Make up your own mind. Absolutely. And because uh, like, what happens is Nikki Cross debuts. And she's also like, they, they've said, make up your minds. Because... She has a kind of heel element to her, but also a face thing because she's so wacky. Yeah. So yeah, you've got these two characters just playing off each other. Felt like a, like that's the Attitude Era. Yeah. So Becky comes out and she cuts this promo on Ronda, addressing the points that Ronda made uh, uh, yesterday. And she was like, um, if you, "You're not the baddest woman on the planet, but I'm going to make you my bitch," and the, things like that. And it was very, very cool. It, that was a money line. It was a money, it money was line. A fantastic promo. The way so she delivered good. it. Like I got CM Punk chills. Mm -hmm. She when, is like the crowd amazing. should have chanted Becky. What Becky? Yeah. I don't know. But they, yeah, she, she just captivates me, and yeah. I really believe like. I think this is the most significant thing. I believe what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing, really, in, in predetermined pro wrestling. Yes, that's the line you've got it written there, which is like, uh, if you're the baddest bitch on the planet, I'm going to make you mine at mm. Survivor Series. That's oh, it's so, so great. And, and she also said, like, Ronda was like, you know, when you were getting 
going to clown college. Mm. I was winning the Olympic judo, whatever she did. And Becky's like, yeah, okay, well, make fun of all the things I did to grind my way through. You've never had a real challenge because you've just, you know, come in off that level. Yeah. I, I've, you know, I've been ground down throughout my life. I thought it was a it was such a good promo. It was amazing. Yeah. And then she got so fired up from this, she added this open challenge. Mm. And she was like, anyone out the back who wants to come and fight the man, you could do so. Sanity's music hits. And in my head, I was like, it's going to be Nikki Cross. And Sanity come out, and here comes Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross, obviously, she's Scottish, and this is in England, so they got the, the great British reaction at the very least. And it was a really, really nice pop for Nikki. And they got there. And she was, she was brilliantly Nikki. She was brilliantly Nikki Cross saying, like, let's have fun, let's have fun, let's have fun. Let's play. Let's play, let's play, let's play. So it was really, really cool, and that led to a match between Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross. Now, this wasn't a main roster call-up for Nikki Cross, I don't think. Oh, you think it was just I think it was the same as the local crowd. I think it was the Pete Dunne thing. Mm. You know when Pete Dunne had that match with Enzo? Yes. I think that that was more what this was. It was just okay. here to be... Because she's on the tour with them, because she, she's always on SmackDown house show loops. So... It just like she's there. Let's do the home, well, not the hometown pop, not even the home country pop, but your collection of countries pop, I guess. I never thought of it like that. But and yeah, that that is kind of especially the way she tapped into this armor. It was a very it, yeah. definitive, yeah, way to beat someone on their main roster debut. Exactly. Yeah. So I, although this is a main roster debut for Nikki, I don't think this was an official call up. Yeah, as you say, particularly because she tapped out to the disarm like if, if I was debuting Nikki Cross like as a main roster call up first thing I'm doing is not have her tap out in her first match yeah well that's like it's the first match thing that's the problem I like people tapping out I think that should be a finish more often but just not on your first go yeah absolutely uh, but this was a really good match and it, it was there to kind of show off Nikki really Becky did such a good job in you know allowing Nikki to have all of her spots and do and, and get some near falls in there as well and I thought it was actually really really good it was a good showing for, for Nikki even with the tap I read a joke on Reddit can't remember who wrote it they said so does this make Sanity a three man valet team <laughs> <laughs> well Sanity weren't there they come out when their entrance music's hit but then they all just step aside and Nikki Cross comes out and then they leave. Yeah, they disappear. They fan off the way. That's not their gimmick. I know. They should be at... Like, I was hoping... To, I thought they were going to finish it because I, I was thinking, how are they going to end this match by keeping both people strong? I thought Sanity were going to just rush in and call it all off. Nope, afraid not, mate. No, Sanity... Uh, although Sanity may get... the referee just stared down Becky afterwards. Well, Sanity are likely going to get a, uh, a pay-per-view shot because there is that tag team thing and they need to fill up tag teams on it. It'll be on the pre-show. Because uh, nothing says sanity like brand loyalty <laughs> and in a team yep. with other tag teams. Absolutely. What a successful call-up sanity has yeah. been. So uh, hopefully Nikki will be better um, <laughs> if she's even around. Yeah, she so will. then we got some Miz and Brian stuff where they... She's busy on NXT, man. She's, got, mm. she's involved in too many things there. Where they set up Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe... And then we got a Shinsuke Nakamura promo, which was really good. It's a shame he's not around. <coughs> about how sad Seth Rollins' life is, with all his best friends leaving him. And he's doing like he's Nakamura. Oh, pouty face. He says, but I'll make you forget all about it with a knee to face. Na uh, Nakamura is great. Yeah. Yep. Still hasn't had a storyline. Um, and this doesn't count before anyone says this mm. is a storyline. It's not. But speaking of great. Oh, this was great. And arguably. Possibly underused. <laughs> Rey Mysterio took on Andrade Cien Almas. 
which was a match that, of course, was going to happen. I just completely forgot it was possible. Mm -hmm. As soon as it was announced and they came out, I was I was really, really excited. Uh, Zelina Vega wasn't there. Cole said it's because she was attending other matters. I've written Cole. <laughs> I mean Todd Phillips. <laughs> oh, they sound so similar. <laughs> no, they don't. Cole sounds like he has a bit of personality about him. Tom Phillips, as we said last week, may as well be a speaking spell. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, but apparently she's got a concussion. That oh, she that suffered. Uh, that's what PW Insider claim. She, when she was eliminated at the Evolution Battle Royal by oh, Nia okay. Jax, that's where she might have picked it up. Okay. So she's been kept off the European tour. Uh, I just thought they didn't want to fly her out. Like, that was my first yeah, thought. <laughs> so like, budget well, that, I was going to say, that's an expensive ticket we just don't need to have. Oh, they're coming off Crown Jewel. Yeah. They wanna Did you see all that pyro? Oh. Oh, it's pricey, mate. Uh, so, uh, but I think this match was better without Vega because as much I love NXT Vega and Almas, I'm not sure I love main roster. We haven't Vega really had that um, that Vega and Almas team yet on the main roster. It's just been, Vega has been there, but really so has Almas. To, to do like the Tranquilo yeah. pose in the middle. And it's a shame. I mean, I said this in my review as well, that like this match again was designed to put over Almas and like have have a really good showing. Even in defeat, Almas looks really, really good. But we've had that with AJ and we've had that with Daniel Bryan. And it's just got to the point now where I'm like, either do something with him or don't. Because you can't just keep doing these. Like, well, he looked really good in defeat. He's like, yeah, but he keeps losing. And he hasn't had a storyline since he got here. So why should I care? So if he's losing to those three top guys, which he has, okay. But... In the months in between, have him win over everyone else. Ty Dillinger's, our truths, yeah, anyone, any well, non-title matches exactly. against you know uh, against Nakamura. I don't know, uh, but yeah, it's not like Almas has not been treated the way he should have been on the main roster. Absolutely not. But this match was really, really good. Uh, just lo loads of inventive bits. Yeah, Ray feels rejuvenated. There was a spot during this match that I would very much struggle to describe in which they, in a sort of powerbomb position, they kind of, like, Ray's trying to hurricane Rana uh, mm. almost to the outside. But in doing so, they still both land with Alma standing up and Ray on his shoulders. Yeah. It was, like, mind-bogglingly <laughs> cool. And then Almas tries to do a move that Ray reverses into a Hurricane Rana into the apron. It was yeah, absolutely... Into the apron. It was so good. Like, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, so that... And that was off of uh, Almas's always impressive spot where he hits the moonsault, but he lands on his feet because the person's rolled out the way and he hits an immediate other moonsault standing mm. to hit them. But yeah, that... That Hurricane Rana into the apron. So they're outside the ring. Ray's feet drive Almas's head into the corner of the apron. It looked great. Yeah. And then Ray is right back in the ring and does this baseball slide into another Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Oh, he's looked great. And it, you're right. I, we've said it before that Ray's had a really great 2018, but this match is almost like sort of like a great example of how mm. good Ray can be. And it was it was a really good showing for Almas. As I say. He's already he's had a lot of good showings on SmackDown, and yet still, and yet here we are, still nothing to do with like it's nothing for him to do. He's not a part of Survivor Series. He's not, he's not on Team SmackDown. Um, has he had a pay per view? I mean, he's probably had kickoff Rusev. matches, but those were kickoff shows, right? Yeah, I can't remember. He hasn't had like anything on the actual card yet. Mm. 
So, I mean, neither of Sanity, neither of the Iconics, and they're not part of this either. It's been a, SmackDown have done a really awful job with their NXT call-ups. I know, like, that so really... Raw. So I know that's, like, water is wet. But, like, Smack, I think SmackDown have done worse than Raw have. Raw, Raw had Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Is that an NXT call-up? Right, or yeah. is it a WWE return? Yeah, I mean, at least AOP are their tag team champions. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about them. Uh, Almas looked great yes, in this match. Ray is celebrating afterwards, but Orton hits an RKO from out of nowhere. Which again furthers that point that Almas was not the thing for you to remember in this match. It's all about Ray and Randy. Mm. So cool. Yeah, can't wait for that. Yes. Please. And it's just it's where was the cool Orton that we were enjoying <laughs> as a bad guy a few months ago? Uh, then we got some Gel Up stuff. Yeah, we didn't mention this in yesterday's Raw. Mm. I actually forgot about it until I watched SmackDown this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, they played this video yesterday. I was just waiting for you to get really annoyed about it. Well, no kayfabe <laughs> was broken apart from... Ste- Stephanie McMahon exists in a world beyond kayfabe. Well, she's a baby face in these roles. Yeah, she's a ba- she plays a bad guy on TV. Yeah. But she was on TV. <laughs> Why wasn't she giving young girls body issues? <laughs> so this was... Yeah, it's just... Uh, the WWE's latest PR thing be a star but it's it's to young girls because they want young girls to yeah because girls have not done sports yet mm. but wrestling WWE in particular is really leading the charge on mm. that very hollow. Anyway, AJ Styles celebrated the fact that he's been WWE champion for a whole year by not being on TV and instead just cutting a backstage promo on Brock Lesnar. Mm. Because, again, this is panic booking. Ah, we need to do something for Survivor Series. Cut a promo. Just say you're going to win. It was, yeah. And he, he won the title in Manchester. Right? Which is where they were this week. Yep. Ah, come on, guys. He j- he'd said that he gave Brock all- his all. Uh, in their match but it wasn't enough but this time he promises he's going to win it it was a promo it's a shame that we didn't really get anything for AJ on this show but again it it was panic booking there was so much more else that we needed to do in this one show that there just was not room for an AJ segment like announcing (laughs) the entire Smackdown women's team this segment I was there thinking like A we are running low on time on this show are they going to do anything for the women but B in my head I'm also thinking SmackDown have done a really good job. Granted, it's a very rushed job, but done a really good job in making the, the men's team feel like it's based on in-ring victories. It's based on storylines. It's based yeah. on these sort of personal animosities. It's based on these characters. And even the tag team thing that just got randomly announced, at least they had a match for the captaincy. What are they going to do for the women? Oh, Paige is just going to come out and say, these are the women. It was it was standing in a row Oh, wasn't it just... Yeah. It was like, and they really were all standing around. I didn't actually use that in the review because I was just so captivated by how pants this was. Mm. I didn't even acknowledge them all standing in a row. It wasn't completely pants. It wasn't completely pants, but it was <laughs> creatively pants. Yeah, there, there would have been a better way to, to line up these teams. So Paige is the captain, I guess? Or, or no, is she, she the general manager? She's the general manager because she asked Charlotte last week to be the captain, but Charlotte said... I don't think I'm. I don't think I should be the captain at the moment. And crucially, so then who's the captain? I think. Well, I think Paige still wants it to be Charlotte. But bear in mind, Charlotte didn't come out here. Mm. She announces Charlotte is part of the team, but Charlotte doesn't come out for that. So, but let's go through who came out first. So she said Carmella. Why? Who comes out with our truth? Former WWE <laughs> SmackDown Women's Champion well, Carmella. I agree with Mandy Rose on her thoughts on Carmella. Naomi. Former. <laughs> 
Women's Battle Royal Uterus Trophy Cup winner. Former women's Still champion. Former two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. That was this year. Was it this year or was that last year? That was last year. year. Uh, Sonia Deville. That genuinely surprised me. Yeah. Like, it really did, because she was announcing these people, and I was like, okay, calm, and I guess that makes sense. Naomi, yeah, I guess, okay. So I guess Asuka's next then. And then she announces Sonia Deville, and I was like, huh, okay, fair enough. Someone's going to get eliminated first. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because this is, I mean, I don't want to shock you here, a storyline. Mm. It is now two women's storylines happening on this show, I think. Calm down, SmackDown. Because, yeah, Sonya Deville comes out, and then Asuka's the, the fourth, and then she announces Charlotte Flair, but Charlotte Flair doesn't come out. Instead, Mandy Rose comes out. The Vaseline appears on the uh, thing. Quickly wiped off. Qu- <laughs> quickly wiped off. And, um, and she comes down to the ring. Is it Vaseline? Who knows what it is? Corey Graves does get excited. Corey Graves, like, he calls her God's cre- uh, greatest creation. I was like, hmm, I mean, I think she's just the most forgettable uh, woman. I, it, she does nothing for me. Absolutely. <laughs> she, she is she is generic pretty blonde. That is that wow. is how I see uh, Mandy okay. Rose. Very, very pretty. Like, that is undeniable. And she has obviously got a, you know, she's got everything there. But she does very little for me. You know, that's just me. That might be the most controversial thing you ever said. <laughs> you once said you hate dogs. Ah, I, know, I, well, no, I, I know, but I clarified that saying, like, dogs are not for me. So maybe dogs are Mandy Rose, Ma- just not oh, for me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, Mandy Rose comes out, and she, she's, she's, it seems like she's jealous of Sonia. Well, what she, I got. Yeah, and she's jealous that Paige didn't pick her. She's like, hey, Paige, what's what's going on here? Why have you picked? And then she had this amazing line to Carmella where she's like, Carmella, like your dance breaks are just like your title reign, short and meaningless. And I was mm. like, yeah, Mandy Rose instantly became my favorite person. I was like, yes, Mandy Rose, you're right. It was pointless, wasn't it? She called Asuka the Empress of Tomorrow when you're yesterday's news. These were all good lines. Well, that, that was a rubbish line. I thought that was okay. And then uh, to Naomi, she was like... Something about glow. I didn't get this line. I don't know, but sometimes it like you, I don't fully understand what you're going for there. But it sounds like I should go. Ooh! Like our Discord channel was like that was the most PG-13 WWE had done in ages. I think they're leaning towards a PG-13 mode. And I was like, what? I didn't know what she, I. I guess she was referring to a sex thing, but Take she was a like cold shower Discord. But she was like, does anyone feel the glow? Like your husband? I'm like, well, what does glow mean? Yeah, well, blowjobs. <laughs> so, I, th- I think the glowjobs. Yeah, glowjobs. Uh, so yeah. that was that was. Wet, but I I liked it. I thought Mandy did okay here. I thought it she was, was good material. Very good material, and she did very well with that material. Um, and then like they all attack her because she's being nasty, and she's only you know moderately attractive, <laughs> and. <laughs> And they, they, they all... She's so, no asker, that's all I'm saying. Is it that Sonia pulls them off? Sonia pulls Mandy Rose <coughs> up and then they have sort of an awkward stare down. Yeah. Where like, it was almost like Sonia was like, dude, just be happy for me that I'm on this team. And Mandy Rose was there going like, well, no. And I, I mean, can you believe they're going to split up this iconic tag team in the SmackDown women's division? Hey, what a year it's been for Absolution. It's it's almost, a, I think it was the end of November 2017. They it was. Page returned. Paige is now retired from in-ring competition and Sonya and Mandy look to be breaking up. And for more depressive stuff, Asuka got three eliminations last year and was the sole survivor in the Survivor Series women's match. I nearly said Michael Cole there. Tom Phillips was bringing this up on commentary and I just thought to myself, man alive, what a dreadful job this company has done with Asuka since coming to the main roster. Like, how can you get this wrong? It's the easiest thing in the world. But, and, uh, and you got it right so well at the start. B- 
But yeah, Charlotte did not come out. And this builds on her being despondent last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and this is another potential babyface heel turn we haven't talked about. I wouldn't be, excuse me, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte goes heel. Mm. Could be possible. Could be possible. Mm. Uh, But overall, you gave it a smackdown. Oh, God, we're at the end of the show. Yes, yeah, we, well, yeah, we are. Yeah, and then it was Jeff, and, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff and, and Joe. Joe. Yeah, you're right. So we are at the end of the show. Uh, well, yeah, I gave it a smackdown. As I said, like, going back to that raw analogy I had earlier with that ECW um, episode, that episode is chaotic and ridiculously stupid given how much material there was you could have got out of a WWF versus WCW versus ECW. Like, you could have run that for months and months. But they were like, nope, let's just all do it in, in 30 minutes. But that show is very very memorable and and this is better and uh, and i loved it i loved it at the time i could go back there and watch it be like this is just bonkers madcap and i love it it is panic booking but i very much enjoyed it this was a show where we had really good wrestling we had very good in-ring segments i loved becky's promo i loved the daniel bryan miz stuff and we've always said you know as long as you've got three really good things on that show and this is a two-hour show. It flew by. Mm. I was never at any point bored. In fact, the only thing I didn't like on there was the just announcing the SmackDown women's team. But I did like Mandy Rose in that segment. I really liked Sonya Deville in that segment. And I liked, actually, some of the stuff that was coming out of it, including the intriguing Charlotte Flair stuff that wasn't really played up. So it was a really, really excellent show it was a a five out of five show but with that caveat it's a low five out of five because you do not want to reward panic booking i i think it's a good show i would i I would have given it smack so negative you're so negative you're you're so hard to please but uh i although i enjoyed all like pretty much the entire show and some bits were really good like i wouldn't say any of them are memorable i'd just say they're very good I don't know, man. I re- like I thought the uh, the Usos New Day match was excellent. I thought the Ray Almas match was excellent. I they thought were, the be- they were the- really good. I thought like, Be- they weren't. They weren't excellent. Well, they were considering the wrestling we've been getting on SmackDown as of late. I, it has remember last week. Remember wanna, the main event of last week. I don't want to compare it on that bar. Though. Remember the the main event of last week. The main event of yeah. the week before. At least now we're getting some good wrestling on this show, and that's what I want from SmackDown. And one of my big criticisms of SmackDown is that the, sometimes the wrestling doesn't feel important. It plays second fiddle to ad breaks and uh, mm. promo stuff. This show I felt had that right balance of in-ring promos and segments and matches being given time. So I and, and I love the uh, the, the Nikki Cross stuff as well. I, I, I it's hard to find anything that's truly negative about this show. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, that's why I wouldn't give it like a uh, an Ellsworthy or something. <laughs> but and anyway, but you, but I'm the negative one. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone has just skipped ahead of the SmackDown <laughs> review because they want to hear your funny Annie Daxton story. It's not. It's, it's, I, I find it funny. So, of course, I don't is know it, how... Is this about the picture he ordered? Oh, God. There's, I mean, technically, there's three funny ones then, but maybe we should roll them out. That's just... <laughs> it's our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know how, how open we've been about this, but Andy Datsun, former, well, current WrestleTalk website writer, mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to take him on. As an employee, yeah, he, and he's, the, yeah, the boyhood dream has come true for Andy Datsun. He started, well, I guess two weeks ago today, and he, thankfully, because just three days after he started, you and Laurie were on holiday, mm-hmm. and me and him had to do the evolution review together. That's why it was me and Andy on that, and uh, it's 
there's something about him that makes me laugh. <laughs> and well, you went home last night, and me and him were sort of closing up shop, and he just we I, I swear we weren't even really talking about it, but he just went. I've got a really good voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what, 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 like, what's he go to? Ca- oh, Steve Austin's taking a bump. Sorry. I was like, well, what's he, what's he go to karaoke song then? Mm. The reason I tell Does these- he mean singing voice then? Singing voice. I thought he just meant comma general. I've got a really good voice, comma general, put me on some podcasts. No, no, it because he would do something like that. One of the reasons I like telling these stories as well is because Andy listens to these. <laughs> and I will just go back into the office and then he'll, you know, several hours later, well, why are you talking about me on the podcast? So he, uh, yeah, he just said uh, he's oh, got a great voice. He said, I goes, oh, what was the question? And I was like, well, you're here on the podcast. And he goes, oh, I've got time to listen to that podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Shut up, you're a smart. Such a mark. You're definitely going to listen. You love us. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, yeah, he, I said, well, what's he go to karaoke song then? If, if you're at a bar. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Big song. Not, like, not that's a mood killer. I was going to say, like, not big as in that you need an incredible voice to sing, although Johnny Cash obviously has got an incredible voice, but you need to carry the emotion mm. that is in that song because... My sweetest friend. Well, exactly. Like, if you did that, that does not carry across the emotion. Everyone <laughs> I know goes away in the end. Again, that, that, really, that doesn't carry across the emotion of that song of a man who is at the end of his life and is looking back on his past and is almost regretting decisions that he has made. Oh, that song, my wife has asked me to just take it off our playlist because too much. it's too much. She, got, she cries every time she hears it. Mm. Granted, it was when we had gone to get our life insurance sorted out and that is a, <laughs> that is a meeting you have to do before you get buy a house. And you, you don't have to. It's advised that you do, and I would also, if you're buying a house, I would also advise that you do, because should something terrible happen to one of you, you are then left with the burden of doing the whole mortgage on your own. Um, so you ha- so we had to go and do this thing, and that is essentially a meeting where you spend an hour talking about whether your loved one is going to die, or what will happen if your loved one dies. And so it's a very, it's like, you know, quite like a... It's how I start every morning. It's, it is like a gut punch, like it's a bit horrible. And then the first song we heard in the car was Johnny Cash's Hurts, and it's a flood of t- Tears, like that. That can't be on the playlist anymore. So it's had to come off. What an amazing song. Anyway, sorry, I, I, I railroaded that conversation. It's a great song, um, but now and I was like, we'll, we'll sing a bit for it. <gasps> no, he wouldn't do it. Oh. So I'm hoping if we all collectively pressure Andy at the Prince Charles. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that. I was gonna say because I, I said, hey, TLC is in December, and last year. Me and Luke had a lot of fun doing the TLC No Scrubs cover. Which I thought we did very well. Yeah, and we want to do Waterfall this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waterfalls, sorry. You've been learning the rap. You say I've been learning. I said I was going to. I haven't done so yet. Yesterday. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so he's... Yeah, let's pressure him. Yeah, let's definitely He said also anything by Andre Bocelli. Which the opera like, singer? Yeah, like the sort of Italian pop opera singer. Porti Oh, the, the one that's in Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I know the one. So um, so for, by those two examples, it mm. sounds like he's got a ridiculously deep voice. Well, yeah, but this is Andy Datsun though, isn't it? Like but how, that, that's how not the impression it? I would get. No, absolutely not. Looking at him, absolutely, you wouldn't think that he is like, hey man, can you sing some Johnny Cash? Yeah, I sung to him a lot when he told me <laughs> to try and ease him into it, but he wouldn't sing back. Yeah. 
I um I was watching the X Factor um quite recently. Luke Owen! Molly Scott <laughs> Molly um, Scott's got the best name of them all. Is she on the X Factor? Yeah, yeah, she's a contestant. Oh I I I I'll be honest, as much as I say I've watched the X Factor recently we were looking for something to just be on mm. and it was that and so i haven't really seen anything of it i can't tell you although one of them is from my uh, hometown not my hometown is in like where i currently live um and uh we there was like the 17 year old that was like in the sing-off or whatever it was and he sang um a radiohead song oh he murdered it was this last this was high like, and dry yeah he sang high and dry oh, i hated that version and i t- i turned to my wife and i was like he is someone who just does not understand what this song is. Yeah. Like he is just he is singing it very well, but that does not mean he gets this song. He's like, "Oh, I've heard this song. I'm going to technically riff on it, yes. but I don't know what the words mean." Nope, and I've got no connection to it whatsoever. Oh, and, I hated and my wife said, "Oh yeah, he sang like in one of the auditions. Nothing compares to you. Like that amazing Sinead O'Connor song. Like I arguably it's one of the best songs Prince ever wrote, and I, I think it's an absolutely incredible song." And I was like, he will have absolutely no idea what Sinead O'Connor were, like, or Prince was were talking about with that song. And he would have just been like, I can sing this very well. Mm. And I'm getting that with Andy Datsun now. Like, just like, <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you can sing it, but you don't know what it means, though. Oh, I think he, he's, he's lived through stuff. <laughs> he, so the, Uni- other, university. the other Andy Datsun story is that in the UK folks over the weekend there was a, a bit of a, a a a national mainstream story where there was a big bouncy castle slide there was some form of problem with it and the it it slowly deflated or something a couple of kids were reportedly injured and i actually didn't hear about this oh yeah so, so i heard about it when it happened and i was like oh that sucks and on Monday, Andy comes in, biggest smile on his face. The door flew open yeah. as he came into the office. It's like the cat that got the catnip. <laughs> and he walks in and he goes, guess he was on all the TV stations over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he had somehow been around this area when it happened. And BBC, ITV, Sky News all did interviews with him. Yep. And he had to just do like these three minute bits to each one. He... He even went back the next day to do more on-site interviews with news stations. He didn't mention Wrestle Talk once. No, but thankfully he is Captain Charisma, so the interviews came across <laughs> really well. And he sang at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, let's have a quick Wrestle Talk Get Better from Magnus McKay. What an amazing name that, that is! is good. Hey, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, I just want to say thank you. Thanks to Get Better, I've gone from twenty-four stone. To 14 stone. Holy moly, that's a person. I can... You just lost a person of weight. I've now run four marathons, and next week we'll Whoa. be running my second six-hour run, and that's on the 10th of November. You've got to run for six hours. The winner gets the furthest. What a... no, I've never heard of that. That's a really interesting yeah. concept, actually. So good luck with that. Uh, you also helped me pursue my dreams, and I now look after the Nordics. Sweden, Finland, Norway, and Denmark's IT for the mo- for a multinational. You helped me take the plunge <laughs> and apply for a job I didn't think possible. You're always welcome for a beer in Gothenburg. I'm, uh, I was born here but raised in Scotland. So a huge thank you to all three. You can name me if you wish to. MVH... That's from Magnus McKay. So, I always forget about that sort of Nordic-Scottish crossover. They're so close together at the top. 
So where is Gothenburg? I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this show before, but I absolutely love Sweden. And I would like... Oh, it's in Sweden. Um, so let's definitely go there then. It is the fifth largest uh, in the Nordic countries. It sounds like he's got a, uh, such a high-paid job, he could pay for us to come and see it. Yeah, absolutely. But here is the before and after pictures. That was him before. Mm-hmm. And this is him afterwards. Oh, he looks like your friend David Bishop. He does look like David Bishop, actually, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, wow, that is that is incredible. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Absolutely. That is, uh, that's him after running a 10K run in uh, just under an hour. Wait, when did we start? Like, when did we start doing Wrestle Talk Get Better? Money in the Bank. This He hasn't done all this in six months, has he? Uh, lost essentially 10 stone in, four, in seven six, months. In six months, yeah. I think... I think he might have been doing something before doing that. Doing it beforehand. Yeah. We were the, to, to use a Dixie Carterism, Hulk Hogan was the rocket fuel that <laughs> TNA need. Uh, I, we, we were the rocket fuel. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we have a quick joke before we get out of here, though? Very quick. Obviously, very quick. Uh, so, this comes in from Paul Robinson. Apparently, I mean, it says Not Robinson. Not the scary one. Uh, Robinson. Yeah, hopefully not, it's uh, from that one. But he is from Washington. Uh, what kind of fish is best educated? School of fish? The sturgeon. Because I guess it sounds a bit like surgeon. Why is the sturgeon so smart? Because he grew up in a school. So you were kind of there with your, your first one. I was thinking too far ahead. What did the fish say when he ran into a wall? Damn. That's good. Yeah. Why are forests not family friendly? <laughs> because they are full of damned lakes full of based bastards. Bastards, as in the fish, bass. Hope you got a chuckle out of these. Um, yeah, we didn't. Do people in Dubai watch the Flintstones? No, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> That's from Josh Griebert, so we had to save that one there. But thank you very much uh, for tuning in to this week's episode. This week's episode, today's episode of the Wrestle Ramble podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review, and then we're going to be back. No, yeah, then we're back on Saturday for the Wrestle Ramble magazine show and big news. The Return of Fantasy Booking Warfare. It's a new format, folks. Be prepared for change and hate it anyway. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.